All right, let's get into Luke 13, uh, verses 10 through 17 today. Uh, I spent most of my time in these devotions going through Luke because, as I've said many times before, uh, Luke is, uh, is my favorite gospel. And so uh, we're going to read verses 10 through 17. Uh, it reads this way, Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had, a dis- who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. End of reading. Uh, Martin Luther said that within each one of us, there's a, there's a little legalist uh, just waiting to, uh, to jump out. Uh, and um, I, I can't help but think when I read this story of, uh, of a story Philip Yancey told in, uh, in one of his books about a time Fred Craddock, a preacher, was preaching through the prodigal son, and he changed the narrative. Uh, he changed the narrative so that the older brother... Uh, upon the arrival of the younger son, had a party thrown for him for all of his years of obedience. And as he was uh, telling the story that way, a woman yelled out from the back of his congregation, that's the way that story should have been. And that's indeed what legalism uh, thinks. Legalism thinks that uh, we should get what we're owed. We believe that we're in control. And yet we're told over and over in the scriptures that there's really uh, nothing more deadly, there's nothing that's more of an enemy of the Christian faith uh, than legalism, especially the kind of legalism that you see displayed in our text uh, today. Uh, so, so just to, to reveal a little bit about what we, what we said, uh, the text tells us there's a woman who's been in dire straits for, for 18 years, for quite some time, uh, bent over. Uh, she's a Jew entering uh, a synagogue and later on is referred to uh, as a daughter of Abraham by Jesus. So she's uh, probably a pretty devout person. Uh, and, and of course, everywhere she goes for the last 18 years, she's bent over. So she probably is looked at all the time, probably stared at all the time, and probably in that society uh, viewed with some suspicion. Maybe she did something to bring this upon her. Uh, people don't just get sick for nothing, you know. She must not have had great faith. Uh, you can imagine the kinds of questions that were asked. And so Jesus, without, <laughs> without waiting, without being asked, Jesus heals this woman. And you would think, because this woman has been healed, that everybody rejoices. But the synagogue ruler immediately objects. Like a good legalist, 
there are six days in which work ought to be done. This is the Sabbath. You can't heal on the Sabbath. I can't think of a better personification of the way legalism sounds than this story. A man so blinded by the rules that he's unable to have compassion on those around him, unable to rejoice when someone is actually a recipient of healing. And so I, I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about what legalism looks like based on this person, uh, some of the characteristics I think you can see in here, and then talk about uh, uh, what, what God's grace to uh, in this situation looks like. So uh, first, first of all, you, you probably notice that the legalist cares a lot more about structure than people. That's generally true. Uh, you've all known people like this, and chances are uh, you've been like this at one time or another. Uh, so the synagogue ruler, you know, says this is the way we do things here. There's a script, and you are messing up the script. Uh, he cares so much about the structure of the thing that he doesn't actually care about the woman in front of his eyes. And there's people, there is people like that in the church. Uh, the church has been uh, often full of legalism. And in a church like that, you know, things are considered to be going well as long as no babies cry, no one goes, gets up to go to the bathroom, no mess happens. The pastor's no grammatical errors and the bulletin always looks perfect. Uh, but that is not the sign of a successful church one way or the other. None of those things are. Uh, so, so the legalists can get really bound up in structure over people. Uh, and, that, and the guy in our text certainly uh, shows that today. Uh, also, another thing I notice is the legalist cares a lot more about tradition uh, than scripture. Now, uh, it's important to keep in mind that the legalist will not actually say that. The legalist will always say that they care about the tradition because of scripture. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big proponent of, of tradition. I like tradition. My uh, worship service is built around all sorts of traditions that the church has used for a long time, so I have nothing against tradition. Uh, but um, if it causes me, my tradition causes me not to love my neighbor, as is the case with the synagogue ruler here, then my tradition is problematic. Sorry, it is. This is what Paul labors to show in 1 Corinthians when he talks about love. That you could, you could have the, the voice of angels. You could do everything right. But if you don't love, it's a clanging gong. It's clanging cymbals. And, for, and uh, the reality is that the, the point of the Sabbath day was not about the structure. The point of the Sabbath day was, for, was to be a, a place of healing and um, a place of rest for mankind. Uh, so, so they really have got, the, the legalist gets it wrong here. Uh, <clears throat> now let me, uh, let me move on one more thing about legalists. Uh, legalists are always hypocrites. Uh, Jesus nails our synagogue ruler for this. Uh, then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or a donkey and lead it away to water it? it. It's an interesting little tidbit here. He says, you untie, you loosen your animal so that they can receive water. And what he's, what he's going to go on to, to say is basically, but you won't let me untie this woman so that she can have living water. Because that's indeed who he is. 
It is a fact, as Jesus points out here, that the legalist will always be a hypocrite. They will hold the highest standards for others, but not apply those same standards to themselves when the going gets tough. And the reason is because no one can actually live up to the legalist standards, not even them. But they're, they're blind to their own sin. They're blind to their own uh, troubles. They think that everyone else is the problem and not them. And so when it all comes down to it here, uh, we really have two very crippled people in the story. We have the woman who's been disabled for 18 years, and then we have the legalist who's been crippled spiritually for the Lord knows how long. Well, what's the antidote to both? The antidote to both, of course, is grace. Specifically, grace personified in Jesus Christ. And so, uh, look again at the text of what, what we see grace personified looking like in the person of Jesus. First thing we see is that he sees. How many times had this woman probably passed by and no one noticed? But Jesus sees. He doesn't wait for her to ask. He doesn't wait for her to do anything. He just notices her and immediately uh, looks to heal her. He sees her weakness and her folly. He sees her problems. That's what grace does, and he doesn't blink. And then he calls, and he calls out to her to receive the healing that she needed. But for the legalist in us, the call of Jesus is seen as nothing but a threat to power. Jesus speaks directly to the two people, to the broken, he says, woman, you are freed from your disability. And his gracious words bring release, freedom from wherever the bondage is. There is no slavery in Christ. There's no condemnation. There's only freedom, as Galatians tells us. But to the legalist in us, Jesus speaks a harsh word of condemnation. Uh, not out of hatred, but because in order for the legalist in us to be crushed, we need to have a greater spotlight shown on our own imperfections. He, not, he doesn't just see, he doesn't just uh, call, he doesn't just speak, but he touches. This is all grace. Grace touches the sinner. Grace touches the sick. Grace touches the lonely. Grace reaches out and touches before we reach out to him. And then he defends. He's an advocate for us, as he is for this woman. As he comes under attack, he sees that they're not just attacking him, but they're attacking her. And so he stands up for her. And the promise of scripture is that Jesus will always stand up for you as well. That when your inner legalist, as Martin Luther called it, your inner lawyer, as some have said, attacks you, you have to remember the voice of your advocate standing up and defending you and claiming you as his own. That's true today just as much as it was yesterday and it will be true tomorrow. Your advocate stands with you. When the inner legalist haunts you, when the outer legalist comes after you, you have an advocate that stands with you at all times. So then, uh, let me wrap it up. Who, who are you in this story today? Are you the, the legalist? Or are you the, the woman who's desperate for healing? Well, the answer is, you're both. And so am I, and so is every human being. We're both. And the antidote to that, the antidote to our legalism, the antidote to our brokenness, is the same answer. It's found by grace through faith 
in Jesus Christ our Lord. So go with that today. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of the week. God bless you, and uh, thanks, for, thanks for watching.